How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. A lot coming up this hour. Austin Gale, Associate Director of Content for Pro Football Focus, going to be here. Going to hear from uh, the Packers' big left tackle, the new rich man, David Bakhtiari, in just a little bit. A little bit later on in the program, going to hear from Matt LaFleur as well. And Dan Dockich is going to join us a little bit later uh, from ESPN. You're going to hear that conversation. Talking Indianapolis Colts, some college hoops as well. But right now, the host of the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You can find him on Twitter, at Zach Gelb. Zach, how you been? Bill, been great. How you been? We're doing extremely well. So I, I first want to ask you, uh, the NBA question is, when uh, you saw that the Bucks made not one but two deals, we expect Giannis to sign and remain a Milwaukee Buck. Uh, is all of this good for not only Milwaukee, but do you think it is good for the NBA that he so desperately wants to stay in Milwaukee? I think it's fantastic for Milwaukee, obviously, because they make these two big moves. And I know some people got caught up on the return for Drew Holiday because he's a very good player, not a great player. But when you have the opportunity to try to continue to be in the championship mix and do better in the postseason and keep Giannis, uh, you make that move 10 times out of 10, and I think that's enough to have Giannis to stay. Now, I don't know if Giannis is going to end up finishing his career in Milwaukee, but for the foreseeable future, um, I expect him to be there and take the Supermax, which if you asked me that a few months ago, I probably would have been uncertain and unsure about it. Now, for the rest of the NBA, uh, for now it looks like dynamic duos. I know that some fans want to see a super team. Some former players want to see a super team again. You may have that brewing in Brooklyn. Uh, but personally, as a fan, I kind of like the dynamic duos uh, that are going on right now. So I'm okay with there not being a super team uh, in the current moment, and we'll see if that changes in the next few days uh, with James Harden. Um, the, I was going to say, if Harden ends up going to Brooklyn, is Brooklyn or Milwaukee the front runner in the East? That's a great question. Um, I would still say it would slightly be the Bucks, um, just because we don't know what Brooklyn's going to look like. Now, you can also make the same case, well, the Bucks just added in uh, two new pieces, but 
We've uh, seen them in the last two years be the best team from a record standpoint in the regular season in the East, so I would and the entire league. So um, I would slightly still lean towards Milwaukee, but if Kevin Durant comes back and is 95, 90% of what he used to be, and uh, if Kyrie Irving is all in consistently, which that's the big concern for me, um, you know KD wants uh, James Harden. The question is, does Kyrie Irving want James Harden? And trying to protect Kyrie Irving is uh, usually impossible. So I would say that the Bucks would be one, the Nets would be 1A, but it would be a strong 1A, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Nets ended up getting to the championship if they get James Harden. But we have to wait and see the whole Kyrie Irving dynamic and how it plays on out because one day he wants to be the guy, then the next day he doesn't want to be the guy. The question is, is he willing to bump down to be potentially the third guy um, in Brooklyn because Harden's a better player than him? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, is there enough basketball to go around with the egos that would then go around? KD seems to be the least ego, probably the best player, but the least ego of the three, right? Um, you know, it's it's so weird with Kevin Durant because like the one thing we get on him for is is how sensitive he is with the whole burner accounts and how he. I really think he went to Brooklyn because people didn't appreciate what he did in Golden State, leaving from OKC, go to Golden State. Uh, where the year before um, they did blow the lead up against the Warriors. So I think all have ego. Um, I kind of would say maybe James Harden has the least ego out of those three. Uh, Kyrie Kyrie clearly number one. Um, I would then say uh, Durant two and then James Harden three. The only thing I really not James Harden for, and I've been a big critic of his, um, he's great in the regular season, but in the postseason, that Warrior series in 2018, he missed 22 straight three-pointers. Uh, then the following year in 2019, Kevin Durant got hurt in that game five, and he only scored five points in the fourth. And then um, we've seen them, uh, the, those last two postseason runs. I know this year he had the block, but it shouldn't even have got to a game seven against OKC. Um, so I would, yeah, probably go Kyrie, biggest ego, then Kevin Durant, and then James Harden, three. Uh, but that's another reason why I think Harden going to the Nets would be a good move for him is because he doesn't have to be the guy in the final seconds where Durant, you know, is probably taking the shot. And if it's not Durant, um, I would say then it's uh, Kyrie Irving because he hit such a clutch shot in that finals uh, where the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, had that comeback up against the Warriors in that game set. I want to go over to the NFL, and we were sitting here just kind of waxing out loud a little while ago about the NFC and the fact that it's, it's top-heavy, but it's, it's also relatively unpredictable. When you look at right now – what the standings look like, the Packers being the top dog, but they've beaten uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints, who are also 7-2, and two, but the Saints have beaten Tampa Bay twice. Tampa Bay has beaten Green Bay. Seattle's on the on the fall. Meanwhile, you've got the Rams and the Cardinals on the come. Who? How would you rank the NFC right now? I think going into you're talking directly about the Packers, that I think they would win the NFC North, but after that I don't really expect much else. And this is kind of a, a fun test, even though I don't love the Colts, on Sunday, because we know the Achilles heel going back to last year for the Packers is stopping the run. And um, I know that the Colts have a, a good offensive line and, and they have the ability to run the football. So um, I'll be curious how the Packers run, uh, run defense shows up this week, because when they went up against Dalvin Cook, we know um, he ran all over that defense. I think it's a fantastic question trying to rank these teams. Because a few weeks ago, I would have said it's the Bucks. Then uh, going into the, the Saints game last week, before Drew Brees got hurt, you probably would say it's the Saints. The Packers have been that team for a little bit. Then they got beat by the Bucks. Uh, Seattle was the early favorite. And then Seattle's defense, they can't stop anyone. Their offensive line is all banged up. 
I ultimately believe, though, if you had to ask me who goes to the Super Bowl this year, I'm going to say it's between, if I had to pick two teams, the Bucks and the Saints. And I would probably, even though they got beat twice by the Saints, I would still trust Tampa because I think they're the most complete team out of the four. Uh, but when I look at the Packers, and we were talking about this yesterday on, on my show, was what's the difference in the Packers last year to the Packers this year? Because you're looking at the schedule, they haven't really beat anyone great other than the Saints, and I know there was injuries on both sides for the wide receivers, but I think the biggest difference is Aaron Rodgers, and not to condemn his play in the past few years, but now he's back in that MVP conversation. So if the Packers are going to get to the Super Bowl, sure, they're going to have to stop somewhat eventually um, defensively up against the run, but I think it's just going to be because Rodgers is lights out, and that may be enough this year because of the fact that the NFC is so wishy-washy on, on who's going to be the favorite because it seems like it changes each and every week. The AFC, uh, everybody argues between Pittsburgh being undefeated, Big Ben is back, he's healthy this season. Uh, you've got Kansas City, they've had a couple of scares, but they're still uh, the top dog, and until somebody knocks the crown off, I consider them still to be the best. Who do you look at being the top two or three teams in the AFC? I think it's a two-team race. Um, I was for a while said Baltimore, but Baltimore and their three big games, they have uh, failed to show up, and that offense is a problem right now. Um, it's between the Chiefs and the Steelers. Uh, before the year started, I ranked them Chiefs 1, Ravens 2, Steelers 3. So I thought highly of the Steelers going into the year because of their defense and Ben coming back. But right now, I think it's the Chiefs 1, um, the Steelers 2, and then everybody else. Uh, you could pick whoever you want because Tennessee can't make a stop on third down. They can't put pressure on the quarterback. We talked about the Ravens issues. Um, I don't trust anyone in the AFC South to go make a run, whoever prevails in, in, in that division. And um, am I going to really believe that Miami or the Raiders are going to be Super Bowl teams? No. Let's see if they make the playoffs first before we talk about them in the Super Bowl. Uh, real quick before I let you go, just uh, we recap the baseball season. I know it's going to be a tumultuous offseason. Uh, there, it, there's rumors out there that if they have a season without fans, that we could possibly see a couple of teams fall by the wayside even. So give me what your expectations are this baseball off season. There's going to be some free agent names out there, but I don't think the money's going to be there. I think there's going to be a lot of bickering. Remember, some owners, they were crying poverty, and these owners should be the last people uh, crying poverty right before the season was trying to get underway. Um, to kick off this 60-game season. So I think the market, um, it may shape up for a team that I root for, like the Mets, to be very aggressive with a new owner who's the richest owner in baseball to go make some moves. But I do kind of agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, a wait-and-see game, and uh, you probably may not have as many long-term deals as we're accustomed to. But then if you look at it the last few years, I don't know if we've seen some mega contracts handed out, but that's always kind of been a gripe as of late with players and uh, the owners is a lot of these players think they, they should be paid for past performance. And in reality, you're paying for the future. So we've seen the market uh, kind of slow down a little bit, but if you're a good enough player and you're on the market, like we've seen in years past Machado and, and Harper, uh, there's always going to be a market for those guys. So, um, you know what, it, it's going to be a wait and see. I think the whole world's in a wait and see right now and everyone will have to eventually Make a decision uh, based on how much you want someone, and if you really want someone, then you go overpay for him. Zach, always a pleasure. I appreciate it, man. Love listening to you, and we'll keep checking back with you, okay? Thanks, Bill. You and all your listeners be safe. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Zach Gelb, host of the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. You can find him on Twitter at Zach Gelb, at Zach Gelb. 
joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. And a reminder, coming up on Thursday night, tomorrow night, 6 to 8, it's going to be the Bill Michaels Huddle, presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Naturally carbonated, gluten-free, and includes no artificial flavors. By the way, flavors, cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry, all those good squeezins. Go to BudLight.com. That is BudLight.com. When we come back, he is a rich man. And uh, we're going to hear from him. He is the big left tackle for your Green Bay Packers. David Bakhtiari, next on The Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Cool event. Um, I, I'm, we're not being paid for this. I just wanted to make a mention of it. Um, on Milwaukee.com, I was reading a story. It was brought to my attention. It's called Mustaches, Milwaukee Area Restaurants, Chili, and Men's Health Awareness. Uh, they're doing this tomorrow. It's a virtual. You can go and see it at OnMilwaukee.com. See the links. But basically, uh, some of our proud sponsors, Stenny's Tavern. Down there, Stenny's in Walker's Point, also one that's been with us a while, Curly's Waterfront Pub out there in Pewaukee. Uh, there's some other ones, Paloma Taco and Tequila, Stubby's Gastro Beer uh, Beer Bar, uh, Brass Monkey in West Dallas. They're all getting together, and they're doing chilies tomorrow, and they're going to have speakers and talk about Movember and men's health and mental health and suicide prevention and testicular cancer and prostate cancer. They're going to get into all of this tomorrow, and it's a, uh, a lunchtime event. And it starts tomorrow at 11.30 Central Time. And it's going to feature these restaurants, these chilies. And you know me, I'm a chili connoisseur, man. I love chili. I love me some chili. So uh, coming from a city when I grew up that uh, was featured for chili. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of different uh, makes and models out there of chili. But it's uh, going to take place tomorrow on, on Milwaukee.com, and there's going to be some links there. So uh, I recommend it. If you're, uh, you're looking for that, uh, there you go. Go track it down. Good stuff. Uh, 855-830-8648. Let's do this. David Bakhtiari uh, of your Green Bay Packers uh, was yesterday on the big show. And uh, and first and foremost, he talked about the win over the Jaguars and why it was so close. Yeah, uh, it actually wasn't as windy as, I, as the last home game uh, against the Vikings. Uh, first stars won, then two. Yeah. Uh, Frankly, uh, you got to give credit to the Jaguars. They came out with a good run game plan, and we didn't execute at the level that we should have. Um, I think uh, there was a lot to be had for our run game out there, um, from the offensive line to the blocking on the secondary level to our running backs, you know, taking uh, hitting their aiming points. So it really just was making sure all 11 of us were on the same page. And the good thing was that our passing game, well enough to compensate for the lack of running game that we had. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Going 1-0, getting getting the win on Sunday, doesn't matter how it looks, that's the most important thing. 
then they were asking him about, uh, well, because he appears on the big show each and every week, and they've been asking him about everything from his injuries, when he's going to be back, to, you know, eventually the contract situation. And that's where he made that statement that said, hey, if a team really wants you, they'll figure out a way to keep you. And that's uh, what resonated with many Packers fans throughout the state of Wisconsin and beyond in Packers Nation. Well, he was asked about the timeline of getting his deal done. Well, then let's just go ahead and talk about it, Steve. So how did the contract came to be? I mean, it felt like it just, well, you know more about it than I do or we do, but. It just kind of happened all of a sudden there, big guy. Yeah, it was something that we had been working on for a while. I'd say we'd be, uh, we had been in contact together for a few months. Um, pretty much uh, a little bit before Kenny started talking to them in the summer, and then it ramped up once they finished up Kenny. And then just kind of went in and out throughout the season. But when I injured my rib was really when, we kind of talked again because I had time to kind of step away from the game and um, have those conversations. And uh, it really ramped up in the last, I'd say, 72 hours before the Jacksonville game, I'd say, was the biggest movement that we've had to get something done. He also said that when it came to you know himself and obviously the Green Bay Packers, that they had talked. They really did just want to get a deal done. I wanted to stay here, and I wanted to be here. They wanted me here. So we had that in common, and that was the most important thing. And that was strong enough to help bridge the other gaps where we had differences in. So he said, look, I I wanted to get my deal, and I wanted to get it done, and I wanted to get it done in the fashion in which we got it done. Because he said, I want my deal done so I can help others get their deals done. Did you, and I don't know if you did or not, take into consideration because you signed an extension, does that help the Packers then free up some more money for guys like, and I don't know if they do it, with Aaron Jones, Corey Lindsley, and and those guys? I I hate like kind of talking about myself like this, but the likelihood of them trying to walk away from a player like me at the position that I play is very unlikely. That's like, what I'm talking about. Fair. You tell them. So, Love it. So for for them, it's pretty much a win-win by getting a deal so I can have a lower cap hit the following year, or we take a lose-lose, which is a franchise tag, which completely hamstrings their cap and ability to make any important moves that can build a championship roster and the same end, not paying me the worth, the value that I know I'm worth. And that was, a, again, another... Um, we had our we, our goals aligned because we both didn't want that at the end of the day. So it kind of helps. So now we have a lot more flexibility and how I wanted to make sure I structured the my deal was obviously to benefit the team as well when it comes to this down salary cap. You're giving them a little more flexibility by how we positioned how I'm going to get paid out in certain areas and how they're able to prorate and move certain money in different spots so it doesn't hurt them on a – down cap year so they can focus on important people to retain like Aaron Jones, Corey Lindsley, Kevin King, Jamal Williams, all the other uh, guys that could be restricted or unrestricted free agents and potentially cap casualties across the league. So there you go. That's kind of why he wanted to get it done, the way he wanted to get it done, what he was thinking about when he got it done. So um, it wasn't as, as many of you have put it as selfish as you thought maybe 
originally it was. Now, he did say, look, in all of this, he was really hands-on when it came to, it came to getting the deal done. Um, when we were talking, I would say I was pretty hands-on. I, and I, I really respect my agent. Shout out Mark Humanek, IHA Sports. He, uh, he's a very smart, the, the antithesis of what you think of as a yeah, sports agent, like slick back hair, kind of greasy guy, kind of salesman vibe. He's the opposite of that. He's a, he's a nerd. He's about the numbers. He's about the contract and what can be structured and how it works best. So what I appreciate about him most when he would go to, to the, you know, have phone calls, do the negotiations, he was has a photographic memory. He wrote down all the notes. And then when I got when I when I was done, when I had time to do this, I would have him tell me, pretty much walk me through the how the exact conversation went, whether it was a fifteen minute or a ninety minute conversation. And I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know how they were feeling about me, what they were saying, both positive and negative, where they were at, and and then we bounce ideas off each other. I would tell him what I because I mean a lot of that at the end of the day it's you know, and this is what I can say, I mean, I can make it look as good. We can sign any deal we want. It's a matter of, you know, you, it's your, truly your decision. Whatever you want to do. Uh, and then that could have been the first time they sent us an offer if I wanted to take it or not, or, you know, the second, third, fourth. I mean, that didn't really matter. So I, I was, I would say I was pretty involved. I, I kind of like, I'm a, more, I'm a guy who likes to know more than less. There you go. That was David Bakhtiari uh, yesterday on the big show and the way the deal came about how involved he was with it, why he wanted to get it done rather than just getting a franchise tag, which didn't help anybody. I mean, yes, it's money, but it doesn't help the team. You can't get better. It hamstrings them when it comes to salary cap. It just it, – it, it, there's so much more thought that went into this than maybe on the surface when you just look at the numbers and go, oh, well, he just – it was a money grab and he wanted to be the highest paid. And so there, there's more that went into this than just that. So hopefully that gives you a little bit better insight as to what David Bakhtiari was thinking. Hey, uh, speaking of thinking, when you're thinking about uh, the winter and you're thinking about the next month or so, think about getting away, okay? We know COVID sucks. You know, it just does. Uh, I'm seeing ornaments that are coming out now that say, baby, it's COVID outside, and it's ornaments of people wearing masks or ornaments that are masks. It's just that kind of a year. Look, if you want to socially distance yourself and you still want to enjoy yourself, two great winter getaway ideas. Think about this. And wouldn't getting away from everything right now just be great? Pine Mountain Resort in Majestic, Iron Mountain, Michigan. Totally remote setting. You can socially distance yourself. It's built right in. And it's consistently, Pine Mountain is consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and in Wisconsin. And right now, when you book your ski weekend getaway before Christmas, you're going to get a couple of lift tickets absolutely free. That's a $110 value. Just go to PineMountainResort.com. That is PineMountainResort.com. Or you can head north to the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort. That's in Pembine, Wisconsin. I love this place. Been there numerous times. 78 miles north of Green Bay. It's a one-tank trip from anywhere in the state. And they invented social distancing. For God's sakes, they're on an island. Over 400 miles of snowmobiles uh, trails up there, by the way. Cross-country skiing. There's ice fishing. All in that remote setting near Wisconsin's picturesque waterfall capital. You can enjoy some terrific dining. They've got a really nice, elegant pub upstairs. The Boundary Waters Pub and Grill downstairs. The largest indoor pool and hot tub near the UP. I mean, it's just it's a terrific trip and a great getaway, a relaxing getaway. And now when you book your weekend stay before Christmas, 
you're going to get a free night stay next spring, and that is a $189 value. So go to the4seasonswi.com and book that social distancing getaway. That's the4seasonswi.com. So it's pinemountainresort.com or the4seasonswi.com. Two great winter, winter getaways, two great offers right here, right now. Good, good stuff from them. Austin Gale, the Associate Director of Content for Pro Football Focus, joining us next on The Bill Michael Show. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. Thanks so much, as always, for joining us. We certainly appreciate you hanging out here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED, low T, even all-in-one weight loss programs all over the state, well beyond the borders as well, many different locations, but one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451, the all-in-one weight loss program. Yes, it works. I highly recommend it, and uh, again, if you're looking for better energy, better mental clarity, better mood, better stamina, they can help you out there as well, but uh, you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. Just looking for a better life and a better you, New Mail Medical Center, 414-455-4451. Talking more about the the NFC, about the Green Bay Packers, and uh, just many things regarding the NFL. Austin Gale, Associate Director of Content for Pro Football Focus. You can find him at PFF underscore Austin Gale. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Austin, how you been? Doing great, man. How about yourself? We're doing well. So we were talking about the NFC and the top-heavy NFC. There are four, five, six teams possibly that could even win this thing. Uh, three of them out west, obviously the Packers, the Saints, the Buccaneers. I mean, there's more than a few teams. Uh, and, and then you look at the teams that are on the come, a team like, say, Minnesota, who's now started winning yet again, and they seem to be putting things together. Tell me how you would kind of rank the top four, or five teams, six teams in the NFC. Yeah, man, that's tough. I think the NFC, there's, I, I've said this multiple times now, I think there's only one elite team in the NFL, a truly elite team that sits on top of everyone, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. After that, there's so much parity in the NFL this season. I think a big part of that is the abbreviated offseason, COVID-impacting rosters, COVID-impacting the preseason, etc. I think it's led to where there's no team that's really all that truly dominant outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, and even they lost as two touchdown favorites against the Raiders at home. So I think it's, it's interesting to see, you know, as we move forward, people ask me, who are actually Super Bowl contenders in the AFC or NFC? And I said, dude, anyone, anyone who's making the playoffs this year, I think can go the distance. That's how, you know, anyone can beat anyone in this thing. But if I had to rank where the NFC teams stand right now, I do think the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the NFC. It's close with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's close with the Seattle Seahawks. Those are the three NFC teams as I see. I see as the best three NFC teams because – they have the three best quarterbacks in the NFC. Green Bay, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady. I see those three teams as the best, but it feels like any given Sunday in the NFC and that all those teams could lose to one another. Even Minnesota beating Green Bay was a surprise for me. I think it's um, going to be interesting how these playoffs shake out, especially with seven teams in each conference rather than six. 
Talked about uh, Seattle. Seattle's now lost two in a row, and they have been uh, turnover-prone over the last two losses, as a matter of fact. Russell Wilson, the clear-cut front-runner for a long time for the MVP. Is he still the clear-cut clear cut front-runner for the MVP? I don't think so. I, I think Pat Mahomes has taken over. I, I don't think Russell Wilson is the clear-cut MVP. He's had a handful of bad games over the past two weeks, but it, 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 he can't afford to play poorly at all with how bad this defense is playing. They're on pace. The Seattle Seahawks are on pace to allow, allow a 1,000 more passing yards than any team has ever allowed in a single season in NFL history. That is insane. They are going to allow so many passing yards this year. I think they're comfortably going to break the record. They're on a current pace to shatter it. That makes things difficult for Russell Wilson. That forces him, you know, forces the Seattle Seahawks to throw the football more. They're trailing in more games than they want to. They're in close games when they shouldn't be. And when Russell Wilson, you know, makes the rare mistake, which in the first few weeks were very rare, now kind of coming up more, than, more often, it makes it that much harder to win football games. I'd be very nervous on what is a very competitive NFC West with the Rams playing well, uh, the Seattle, the 49ers even aren't you know, a slouch team even without Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Arizona Cardinals now playing well with that big win over Buffalo. It's a tough NFC West. It's a tough NFC. You can't afford Russell Wilson to kind of turn this two-game skid into multiple games moving forward. When you talk about the NFC West, uh, the Rams, I think, are a team that's really on the come. What is the Rams' weakness right now? Is it just simply quarterback play, and it's been up and down at times with Jared Goff? Yeah, I think so. I think you, you saw what Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins did, defense did to Jared Goff and the Los Angeles Rams. He had three turnover-worthy plays in the game, could not push the ball downfield. I think Sean McVay is the puppet master there in Los Angeles, and he does not ask Jared Goff, similar to what Kyle Shanahan does with Jimmy Garoppolo or Nick Mullins in some, in some cases, do not ask the quarterback to do a lot of things, which means you're not pushing the ball downfield until you're creating open throws, and all, oftentimes you're, you're, you're a very low average depth of target. And good defenses can defend that really well. We saw that with Brian Flores and the Miami Dolphins. And when your quarterback is your Achilles heel, it's hard to see them as a legitimate contender. Their defense is good. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, those guys are two of the stars of the NFL. And offensively, Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. They have so many weapons on offense, a good offensive line when fully healthy, that it's hard to lose football games. But Jared Goff is the clear Achilles heel for the Los Angeles Rams. And like I said, when your quarterback is what is holding you back, it's that much harder to see them as a legitimate contender. Talking with Austin Gale, Associate Director of Content for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, what do you think of the Cardinals? I think the Cardinals are a very good team. I really like Kyler Murray and what he's been able to do. Pairing him up with DeAndre Hopkins has been fantastic. But are they a team that's ready to ascend? I think so. I mean, Kyler Murray pushed the floor of this team a lot higher. And everyone is against taking, you know, for the MVP conversation, Kyler Murray is just now entering it. I think when you think about most valuable player, this Arizona Cardinals team might not have won a football game if it weren't for Kyler Murray. He is largely propping up this team. And Cliff Kingsbury, as you know, touted as he is, I don't think he's what's making this offense go. It's very much Kyler Murray, his rushing ability, his arm talent, all those things that's really making this offense go and allowing him to win football games. Because defensively, so they've had some up and down. Um, they don't have a pass rush. The secondary runs a ton of single coverage, man coverage looks, and can sometimes get burnt with Drake or Patrick. Even Patrick Peterson against Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley in that game did not look good. I think Kyler Murray is far and away the best player on this football team, and he's the only reason they're even competitive this year. I think that's an MVP conversation to be had for Kyler Murray. 
So I want to go back to the MVP conversation. Uh, where do you find Aaron Rodgers in this mix? He's had uh, the one really bad game, and that was against Tampa Bay. Beyond that, he's played pretty well. Last week he did get picked, but for the most part, he's had a resurgence of a season. Yeah, I think he's right behind Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes should be the favorite. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and then maybe you know Tom Brady is obviously going to be in the mix anytime he's playing football. But I think Aaron Rodgers, I'd put comfortably number two behind Patrick Mahomes right now. I think what matters is obviously the touchdown-interception ratio. It's a simple stat: passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, and wins. If you rack up all three, of, all four of those things, you're going to be on your way to an MVP crown. I think it comes down to well, Patrick Mahomes take a step back in that area, throw more interceptions, maybe take a few more losses. That is the thing that's keeping Aaron Rodgers from being the MVP. Um, wanted to ask you about Devontae Adams as well. Devontae had said uh, two weeks ago that he considered himself to be the best wide receiver in the league and then obviously did not have a good game this past weekend against the Jaguars, and he's looking to rebound against a, a good Indianapolis, a fast Indianapolis defense. But where would you put Devontae Adams when it comes to wide receivers in the NFL? I think he's the best receiver in the NFL right now. PFF has him as the highest-graded receiver through 10 weeks. I think there's arguments to be made for Tyreek Hill, what he can do to your defense. Julio Jones has been a consistent threat in this league forever. But I think Devontae Adams, the torch is being passed to Devontae Adams. I think he is the best receiver in the NFL. If I was starting a franchise today, I think I would take Devontae Adams in a narrow race between him and Tyreek Hill. Uh, and then last but not least, I wanted to ask you about the Steelers, one of the teams that uh, does not get talked about a lot, and they are the only teams that doesn't have a, a blemish, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are they right now? Because they, they don't get talked about a whole lot. They just kind of quietly go about their business. And I, I love Mike Tomlin and what he's brought to the table as a head coach. Yeah, I think so. One of my stats that I really like with the Pittsburgh Steelers is that according to PFF, they get pressure on the quarterback defensively at a higher rate than anyone in the NFL. First in the league. I think it's close to 47%, which is absolutely absurd. Blitzburg, as they call them, gets pressure on the QB. Offensively, Ben Roethlisberger has been under pressure at the lowest rate in the NFL. He gets the ball out quickly. They run a ton of screens in Pittsburgh. He's very smart to get the ball out on his first reads when they're open. The offense is built around him getting the football out. It's not built on back in the Killer Bees era with Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown pushing the ball downfield. It is built on getting the ball out quick and watching Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster make plays with the ball in their hands, and it's working. Offensively, that can be difficult. I think there are times where you see Ben Roethlisberger struggling to push the ball downfield with significant success and accuracy, but he doesn't need to be great down the football field if those playmakers are going to continue to make plays. Like Chase Claypool is one of the best rookie receivers in the NFL. Deontay Johnson's making a second-year leap. They have enough talent to build this offense around the quick passing game and win. And defensively, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better defense in the NFL than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're playing lights out up front, stopping the run, and on the back end, while they don't have a ton of talent in the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, etc., are taking advantage of such a high percentage of pressure dropbacks by the opposition. Great stuff, Austin. I appreciate it as always. We'll get you back on as the season winds down. Thanks for joining us for a couple minutes, man. I appreciate it, okay? Of course, thank you. Appreciate it. Austin Gale, Associate Director of Content for Pro Football Focus, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider right now hiring 85-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 800-44-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Again, uh, schneiderjobs.com. You can check it out there. Hey, uh, you've got to, and you've seen it out there. You've got to check out that new uh, EV, the uh, electric Hummer. Uh, that vehicle by GM is is fantastic. However, and I've been telling you this, 
Uh, people buy electronic vehicles, electric vehicles, because they want to save money on gas. They want to be environmentally friendly. Uh, they spend a lot of money on them, but there's a consciousness there. Look, if you if you can't afford a, a six-figure Hummer, okay, when it comes to uh, the new General Electric or uh, General Motors vehicle, uh, all you got to do is take whatever it is your flex fuel vehicle, whether it's a truck or what have you, and use uh, E85, unleaded 88, either one. E85, by the way, uh, that gives you 85% of the benefit of what you're doing is re- regarding an electric vehicle. Think about that. 85%, and you're only spending maybe half the money at best. So for all of you out there kind of in the Bill Michaels universe, give E85 a shot in your flex fuel vehicle. Or if you've got a vehicle newer than 2001, chances are you can put unleaded 88 in your car or truck, and you can save money and burn less fossil fuel as well. And if you need more information as to why ethanol is better for the environment, better for everybody, better for your car, go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. Dot or it's an easy decision when you think about it and when you're trying to figure out to help out the local farmers, the producers, the truck drivers, the refinery workers, the dispensaries, it's easy. Go to abetterfuel.org and don't miss this chance to be an advocate for the farmers and the workers and everybody else. Go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. NBA draft coming up tonight. I know a lot of people get into the drafts. But how much, uh, as far as the NBA draft, is really, truly going to be on your radar coming up tonight? It's a standalone kind of night, isn't it? You don't have uh, NFL football tonight. You may have a stray NCAA game. But other than that, the NBA takes uh, takes center stage tonight. How much of it uh, is on your radar? We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. A green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are back in the practice field to get ready for a road game against the Colts. Green Bay, the number one seed in the NFC, but they barely got past the last place Jaguars in a 24-20 win at Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers asked yesterday on the Pat McAfee show why was it such a struggle to beat jacksonville it's hard to win in the league so a lot of times you play a team that has one win and there's an expectation of not just a win but a blowout and if you don't do it all these uh, media termed ugly wins that we had that was the sentiment maybe outside the building i think inside the building you know i think we were uh, very positive uh, i think the defense played really well and offensively you know we turned the ball over twice but I think the elements at times can even the playing field a little bit Sunday. And also, you know, there's a lot of pride in that team and a lot of good young players uh, in Jacksonville. I know they're, you know, one and eight, but uh, but they didn't just roll over and, and take a beating. You know, they, they played hard and stopped the run really well and made us, uh, made us pretty one-dimensional. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. We're back. How are we looking? I uh, got a nice email here from Keith, and Keith says, I took your advice, went to Pella Windows and Doors in Wisconsin. I was looking for new windows for my cabin. 
While it was a small order, they tr- while it was a small order, they treated me like a king. Thanks for the heads up. I got great windows. My cabin will be warmer during deer hunting season. We only have a wood burning stove in it, but I can already feel warmer. Getting ready to head up north. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you so much. That's great. So whether it's your home or your cabin, I guess fellow windows and doors in Wisconsin can get the job done. Superior products. Sales consultants who listen. So if you call them up and you say, hey, this isn't for my home. This is for my cabin. I want something secure so nobody's breaking into my cabin. I want my cabin a little bit warmer. I don't have heat in that thing. i got a wood-burning stove. I don't want to go up there and freeze off the naughty bits. And uh, can you help me out? And they do. That's what they do. That's awesome. So, uh, and by the way, thanks for listening and thanks for choosing Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you can do the same. And right now, by the way, They've got uh, no money down, no payments, and no interest for two years. That's kind of the way to Pella now and pay later, as they call it. But uh, if you go there uh, to PellaWI.com, set up your initial initial consultation, and if you buy, if you look at this and go, you know what, I'm in. Just This is great. Uh, this is what I want. I'm in. Uh, they're going to give you an extra 5% off right now on that initial consultation. So there you go. The consultation is free, but if you buy right then and there, they're going to give you an additional 5% off. So schedule your free consultation. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or stop into the Experience Centers. Brookfield, Green Bay, now in Madison. And discover just how easy it can be and say yes to Pella Winners and Doors of Wisconsin. Uh, You got the NBA draft coming up tonight, and I got to admit, I'm not – I've worked the NBA draft time and again – uh, and I think it's it's uh, it's interesting in a sense, but I also think it's more interesting when the Bucks are in the top ten. But then again, that means the Bucks had a pretty craptastic season. I'm glad the Bucks are on the outside looking in when it comes to the draft. Um, and we know that the NBA draft, as much as Major League Baseball draft is a crapshoot, the NBA draft is 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 up there as far as impactful players that come into the league on all teams and make a difference. The NFL uses their products almost immediately. The NBA, eh, the top ten. After that, it's role players and guys that you hope develop. Uh, and then Major League Baseball, you don't even see these cats for years. So it's that's why the Major League Baseball draft is somewhat innocuous. But you got the NBA draft coming up tonight. Is that going to be on your radar? Are you sitting down with one of those uh, quick trip meals and going, okay, i got to watch me some of this? There you have it. Got another hour of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to hear from the uh, Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, coming up here shortly as well. And also Dan Dockich from down in Indianapolis and ESPN. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up after this. Sixteen stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.